Hello, 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 and happy February, happy Black History Month, happy Love Month. Uh, so much goodness um, on the horizon, I believe, for this month, and I'm starting it off right here with you to kick off our latest podcast episode. We are now on episode 36, and I welcome you to the Good Life with Dawn Richards podcast. I am Dawn Richards, your host, and I'm so excited to be back with you again. Um, It's amazing that we've already passed through one entire month in the new year and time just keeps on moving. So I know there's still a lot going on. Um, I pray that you are keeping your spirits fed as you go about your daily lives and really, again, just staying close to God, staying close to Jesus, staying close to people who live and look and and love like Jesus um, and you be the same uh, to those that God brings into your life. And we're going to continue to go, go up and go forward and manifest all that God has destined for us and all that he's called us to. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so excited to be sharing this new series on original intent. I pray you've had an opportunity to listen to episode 35 where I kicked it off. And I'm going to do a very mini recap, um, very mini. So if you haven't listened, feel free to go back and have a listen. It's available to you. And we're going to pick up from there and dive right back in because it's important that we know what God has planned for us. It's important that we know his intentions for us. We're talking about original intent, but intent reflects intention, right? So, you know, For instance, we meet people all the time, um, you know, and you you have to sometimes wonder what are their intentions towards you? Do they have good intentions towards you or do they have not so good intentions towards you? And that's obviously something that the Holy Spirit can reveal and help you navigate. But as it relates to our relationship with God, we must know, we must know that he has good, good and only good intentions towards us. And how can we be so sure of that? How can I say that with such boldness and an unreserved confidence? Because he gave it, gave us that blueprint from the very beginning. That was his blueprint for his people, for his creation from the very beginning. And so when you go back to the original intent of a thing, when you go back to the original design of a thing, whether it's the car, whether it's the airplane, whether it's, um, you know, the toaster oven, whatever that might be, whether it's who we are in God and and what he's planned for our lives. When we go back to the original intent and the original purpose, then we can see clearly what the road ahead should be. And if we're not on that track, then it's just time to do some course corrections. It's not time to beat yourself up. It's not time to get mad at God. It's not time to have a pity party. It's just time to course correct. Glory to God. And the beautiful thing about it is that we always have help because we have an ever present help in the comforter who is the Holy Spirit. The Bible says that he is our standby. Glory to God in John 16. He's our advocate, meaning you've always got somebody to speak up on your behalf. He's our intercessor. He's helping us to pray out the wisdom and the mysteries of God, things we don't even know about, things that we don't even know how to pray about. He's the intercessor for us. He's our helper. 
as I just mentioned, to help us with any and everything. Honey, I've asked the Holy Spirit to help me with everything. I've asked the Holy Spirit to help me to comb my hair right. You know, when you comb your hair, you want it to look good, right? And sometimes it's just not looking good. Can I get a witness out there? And so what do I do? Finally, sometimes it takes me a moment but when I wisen up. I said, Holy Spirit, help me to comb my hair right. Help me to pin curl it right. So when I wake up in the morning and take the pin curls out, the curls will fall right. And he knows what I mean by right. See, see, that's the beauty of God. He knows what you mean when I say right. That could be totally different from when you say, Lord, help me to do this right. I ask him to help me cook a meal. I ask him to help me bake a cake. Yes, I may have baked that cake a thousand times. Well, maybe not a thousand. Let me stop exaggerating. But I may have baked that cake on numerous occasions previously, but I still like to tap into my helper. I ask him to help me park. Maybe I'm coming into a tight space and I'm not the best parallel parker or whatever the case may be. The point being, he is here to help us because he knows everything about everything. Glory be to God. So don't leave your benefits lying dormant. If you need a course correction in some area of your life, as we go through these scriptures, as we see God's original intent and you go, you know, I see God's standard for me is way up here, but I'm way down here. How do I bridge that gap? How do I bridge that Delta? How do I cross over into the promises, the promised land that God has ordained for my life that Jesus Christ has ratified through his shed blood, the Holy spirit. When Mary was given the awesome blessing and responsibility of giving birth to the Messiah. Although she was a virgin, she had a very legitimate question that she asked the Lord. And she said, I'm on, I'm signing on to this. You found your girl, but I have to know how will this be seeing? I know not a man. And immediately the Bible says the answer was the Holy ghost. And then it went on to tell her the Holy Ghost will come upon you. But the Holy Ghost is the answer. Whenever you have a question that we don't know how to answer, that we're perplexed about, the first thing we should be doing, the first person we should be consulting is the Holy Spirit. Glory to God. So I hope you are excited to dive back in. I hope you are already blessed by the knowing as we covered in the previous episode That God's original intent for us was so phenomenal, so far beyond, and he made it very good. You see, God's intent for our lives, his original intent for us was to have it very good. He didn't create us in the midst of chaos. He didn't create us in the midst of poverty. He didn't create us in the midst of of broken relationships. No, none of that was his original intent for his creation for his family. And so that should give you a lot of comfort in knowing God wants the best for me. He is for me. He designed this life for me to live the abundant life. As Jesus said to us in John 10, 10, the good life, glory to God. Hence why we call this the good life of Don Richards. We're going to where Jesus said and what Jesus said we could have and how we should be living, not only for ourselves. Yes, first and foremost, we benefit in the immediate frame of being and frame of reference. 
but it's so much greater than you or me because we're here as witnesses and a witness does what they testify. You know, if there's a case going on a court case and the prosecution is presenting their case and then the defense presents their case, they call witnesses to the stand to help make their case. And when the witnesses get on the stand, what do they do? Do they just sit there like a bump on a log? Looking around the courtroom, looking back at the people, looking at them. Do they twiddle their thumbs, check their phone, you know, check their Facebook status? No, they testify, meaning they have something to say. They have something to add. They have something to contribute. And if they are an honest witness versus a false witness, because we know they're both. Some folks get on the stand and they lie. And there are consequences to that, right? Call perjury, call jail time, <laughs> prison time. So we're not talking about the false witnesses. We're talking about the true children of God who stand up in this earth in all the goodness and all the glory and all the blessing and all the authority and all the dominion and all the healing and all the prosperity and all the wisdom and all the peace and all the joy that our father has bestowed upon us because it's his intention for our lives. And we say through our lives and through those blessings to the world that's watching, God loves you. God is real. God can help you with that. Oh, you can talk to God about that. God would be happy to deliver you from that. God loves you. That is the point. So let's go all the way back to the beginning. Remember, it's a very good place to start. Because how many of you know, if you don't get the foundation right, everything else that you build upon that foundation is going to be off. And let me give you an example of what I mean by that. Very simply. If you start a mathematical formula that says two plus two equals five. And then you build upon that and you say two plus two equals five and nine times nine equals 18 plus five. And you continue to build on that. Do you understand that no matter how much you get right on top of that? Yes. Nine times nine actually does equal Excuse me, nine times nine equals 81, I'm sorry. But <clears throat> nine times two equals 18. But you get my point. If you have that initial foundation of two plus two equals five, everything else that you build on top of it is going to lead you to the wrong result because the foundation was off. It doesn't, mean if, it doesn't matter if you got every other thing right, you will never reach the right answer, the right destination, the right destiny because your foundation was off. And so that's why we want to take, a take the time to go all the way back to the beginning and look at God's original intent. Because there are a lot of weird things happening in the world, as Jesus said there would be. You can, you can literally... Set your clock 
by what the Bible has to say about life and about this world. But Jesus told us these times were coming. And he told us the impact it would have on people. He told us the impact it would have on relationships. He told us all of these things to do what? Prepare us. And then he told us, and don't you be afraid because I've already overcome that for you. Once again, that's the witness we can bring forward. But when all these things start to happen, if we're not rooted and grounded in what God has for us and who he said we are and, and what he said about our lives and his intentions towards us, when we hit these hard times, when we hit these just, you know, tragedies and, 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 and certain things that might come up, not maybe even in our personal lives, but just in the world at large, that that does leave you kind of shaking and shaking your head if you're not rooted in him. Then you're very susceptible to the enemy coming in and having his way in your life. And that always leads to destruction because also there in John 10, 10, we learn another thing, a very important key that we have to remember. And it says the enemy comes, but for not to steal, kill and destroy. In other words, that's the only reason he's showing up on the scene. Anytime he's on the scene, the only thing that's going to result is stealing, killing and destruction. So that's why we don't want to play with him. He's not our friend. He's not our pal, our chum. No, he's the enemy. He's real too. Not a figment of the imagination, not a figment of the horror movie producer in Hollywood. No, the enemy is real. And the Bible tells us he roams about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Meaning he can't devour everyone because if he could devour everybody, he wouldn't have to seek. It says he seeks whom he may. So, yes, he's going to test and he's going to push that button to see if that's somebody I can devour. And when he pushes your button, oh, ha, ha, he's going to know real quick, real fast that I'm not the one. And so that's where we're headed, because we want to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, as the Bible tells us. Doesn't mean we won't have challenges. Absolutely not. Jesus never said that. In fact, he said in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I've overcome it for you. I've deprived it of any power to harm you. In other words, I got your back. And I always cause you to triumph. And always means always. Not sometimes, not 80, 20, not 90, 10, but always if we follow the plan and we stick with him. And so we don't need to be confused about if some terrible thing that's happening in the earth or in our own lives is God. Did God mean for that to happen to me? Is God the one bringing that into my life? Is God trying to punish me because I did X, Y, Z? Is God mad at me? Is God trying to teach me something? All those questions have to be cleared up once and for all. Or you are very much susceptible to being devoured. Because it all happens 
in the arena of faith, which is our mind. So back over in Genesis, in the very beginning, very quick recap. Once again, we see creation unfolding in chapter one. God is speaking. He's creating. He's bringing forth the earth and the waters and the heavens and the lights and the food and the trees and he's blessing and he's causing creation to be fruitful and multiply. And then inevitably he gets over to creating his man and he creates Adam in the image of him, male and female. He created them and he also blesses his family. He blesses this man that he's just made. And he gives him dominion and authority over every thing, every other created thing in the earth. So, see, we have dominion over, the Bible says, the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And I like to say in every creep on the earth as well. Glory to God. But the one thing he did not include in that was one another. So see, you cannot dominate another person, but you can absolutely dominate everything else in this created world order. No, you don't get to dominate me. I'm a free moral agent. I'm a child of God created in his image and likeness, just like you. And I don't get to dominate you. No, we should be cooperating with each other to cause heaven to reign on earth not to create hell on earth once again but to ensure heaven reigns on earth because did you know the bible promised us days of heaven on the earth he did are you seeing days of heaven on the earth have you seen days of heaven on the earth that is the will of god and see that's why we've got to know our bible we can't wait for Sunday morning and one hour with the pastor to get to know God because, honey, life comes at you furiously 24 seven. Those debts are not going to wait to Sunday morning to keep growing. No, that interest is working overtime while you sleep and while you're awake. Those challenges in your family and in your marriage aren't going to wait to Sunday morning before they get in line. No, they're working. All the time. That wayward child is not going to wait until you get with pastor on Sunday morning and pull out your Bible for 50 minutes and then don't look at it again for the rest of the week. No, it's time out for that. Mm -mm. And you know something God said, and I'm getting a little bit ahead because I'll be sharing more on this in the in the weeks and months to come. But God spoke to my heart about this year and one thing in particular he told me about this year, and I know it's for me personally, but I believe it's a word that anyone can receive. Is he told me that this year is the year of return on investment, ROI, as we call it in the business and financial worlds. He said, this is the year of return on investment. So then we have to ask ourselves, what are we investing in? Are we investing in ourselves? And I believe he means most specifically the investments we're making in ourselves. 
the investments we're making in our spiritual growth, the investments we're making in our emotional well-being and our mental health and well-being, all those things from the inside out that are always so visible, but that have impactful, long lasting repercussions. And so it's important that we know what God has said to us and what his intentions are towards us. So we can stand our ground. So we can possess the promises, no matter what the enemy is trying to tell us, no matter the lies he's trying to, to yield and wield to deceive us like he did with Eve in the garden of Eden. So we see creation unfolding and there's so many beautiful things that we can take note of. As we talked about previously, we see that God created man and ultimately woman. And that was what family. So we know God's original intent for us was to be in relationship with one another. Woman, the woman was created in the context of a relationship. And that's why we're so relationship oriented, especially as women. That is our DNA. We are receivers by nature. We are nurturers by nature. Eve was created as a wife to Adam. And God gave us the blueprint for the family as he ordained it. One man and one woman who come together. They're fruitful. They multiply. They leave to cleave, meaning once they say I do, their highest allegiance is to one another after God. It's no longer, well, I'm a mama's boy. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry, but my mama, my mama, my mama and mama is always tipping and dipping and, and having something to say about the marriage. Oh, no, not God, not his original intent. Thank you. I'm a daddy's girl. You know, my daddy, my daddy can do this. If you can't, my daddy, my daddy, my dad. No. No, no, no. And our daddy wants to step in every time you have a need or you No, that's your husband's duty and privilege and pleasure now. Back that thing on up, daddy and mommy. And your allegiance is to one another. The Bible says you leave. Therefore, you shall leave your mother and your father and cleave. Speaking to the man. To your wife. The inference is the wife is going to similarly cleave to her husband. So they're cleaving to one another. And God didn't say they needed any third parties. Any spare tires, any spare ribs. No side chicks, no side dudes, none of that. One man, one woman, holy matrimony, be fruitful, multiply if you desire, have babies, create, create, procreate. Mama them, not up in the Kool-Aid. You see, it's all right here. You just got to take time to read it and ask the Holy Spirit. To enlighten the eyes of your understanding that you can behold wondrous things out of this word. That's a prayer that you should add whenever you're ready to study the word. Years ago, I used to pray that every time I would start my quiet time and, and open my Bible. 
And that's found in Psalms that I don't remember the exact verse, but you can look it up. But I would pray and sometimes I still do. Holy Spirit, I ask you to enlighten the eyes of my understanding that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. In other words, I want to see what I'm supposed to see when I'm here. I have this need in my life. I need direction. I need help. I need comfort. I need peace. I need answers. Show me. I know it's in your word because you've said to me, you give me all things that pertain to life and godliness through your exceeding great and precious promises. Now show it to me, Lord. And he is faithful to do it. And I am out of time. Glory to God. We're going to pick right back up here because we're just getting going once again on our new series, Original Intent. And I want to thank you for listening. I pray blessings over your life as you go forward in this new month, in the month of February. I'll be back very soon. It won't be a whole month again. Um, But I pray blessings over you. I pray that you just stay lockstep with God. I pray that you stay hungry for God. Pray for me as well. And together we're going to see God's glory like we've never seen before. Please stay connected online, social media, share the podcast, share it with a friend, download it, comment, like. I so appreciate you. And until next time, be blessed. Remember to live intentionally and to embrace the good life in Jesus. God bless you.